Hello and welcome to the Film Pulse Podcast. This is episode number 208. My name is Adam Patterson. Joining me today, as always, we have Kevin Rakestraw, and we are back after a two-week hiatus to talk about a film that I believe was made just for Kevin. And that's the gory Turkish horror film, Baskin. (laughs) It was just directly up my alley. They, they, when they, when these filmmakers were like, "Hey, what, what do we, what do we, what do we want to do here?" They're like, "Let's make a film for uh, Kevin Rakestraw." Everything that he, that he loves, everything that he wants cinema to be, <laughs> they jam packed it into like an hour and a half. In addition to that review, we're also going to be talking about some other stuff we've been watching on the watch list: movie predictions, new one video on demand, Blu-ray releases. Good to be back. Feels good. Yes. Uh, I apologize for being away for so long. Actually, I think it's been longer than two weeks. It's been three weeks, I think. Because uh, I was away. I was away last week for the holiday. Yeah. And then you were sick the previous week. Yeah. And I don't. I we might have just flat out skipped the week. No, yeah. it was just two <laughs> the, weeks. the week before. We were just like, I oh, fuck it. No. Nah, well, the the problem is. Nothing's when we try to for- when there's nothing coming out, it's like it's tough to try to force force a show when there's nothing out. Yeah, because you end up getting a show like Baskin. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some news. I didn't want to. I almost bagged it. I almost said, you know, I just we'll skip another week. But we, then we did have like, it, we did have a lot of trouble trying to find. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. I didn't want to. I didn't want to skip another week. I didn't, didn't want to go that long without doing a show. It's a bad habit, and I didn't want to be involved in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't. Yeah, you don't want that bad habit to become an old habit. Exactly. So let's talk about some news. Right. First up, Robert De Niro pulls Vaxed from the Tribeca lineup, and it ends up in theaters. Have you read anything about this? Honestly, I saw was. Didn't he, like, come out and, like, defend it, and then, like, yeah. the very next day he pulled it? Yep. So, basically, there was a an anti-vaccine documentary that was set to screen at Tribeca this year. It was directed by uh, that, uh, I believe he was a gastroenterologist, former gastroenterologist, who, well, he was basically the one who formulated the whole vaccines cause autism thing that mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. that was proven to be false mm-hmm. i guess he just he wasn't done he wasn't done with this whole thing and he couldn't he couldn't admit that he was wrong so he decided to make a documentary about it and uh at first de niro was saying look you know it, it's important to have these voices because uh films like this spark discussion and we need to have discussion about these topics not that one but people were not happy <laughs> that this was being shown. So inevitably they decided, you know what? We're getting too much bad press from this. Fuck it. Let's just pull it. So they, like, several days later, they came out and said, all right, we're not going to show it. And the funny thing was, it was like, that was even worse. <laughs> that was even worse than them defending it because then you had people crying censorship. They were like, I was reading the comments on. Uh, this announcement, I, I think the comment thread I was reading mi- might have been on, um, might have been on IndieWire, might have been on one of the other sites. Actually, I think I think it was one of the more like tabloid esque sites, like the Rap or something. But 
There were so many comments that were like, this is censorship. Why would you do that? Like, it's not censorship. De Niro's trying to hide the truth. And I'm like, D- this is his film festival. If he doesn't want a movie to play there, he doesn't have to play it. Yeah, that's how you it know? works. That, that's, that is their prerogative. And it's not censorship. The movie was still made, and you're still releasing it. Censorship you know, like, would be the government coming in and saying, no, exactly. you can't make this. People, people, don't, people don't understand what censorship is. They, they don't get it. Um, also, like, what if, what if it was a film about, uh, th- that, like, glorified pedophilia or something, and somehow it slipped through the cracks and got on the, the programming slate, and then they found out, like, oh, shit, this movie glorifies pedophilia. Would you be then saying, like, you guys censored, we need to see this movie, this movie needs to get her, get out there. Yeah. Like, no, of course not. So... The whole censorship thing and people complaining that it was pulled is ridiculous. However, uh, the fallout, somehow it, the movie actually ended up in theaters. It's playing in theaters right now here in the city. Why? I don't know. I don't know how it happened. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but I guess. now it's readily available for anyone to go see it, Man. Which, kind of, which totally backfired. Which you got to be thinking the, the other people that are going to be playing at Tribeca and all these other festivals, you know. The amount of time and effort yeah. and resources that they put into making their movies <laughs> and this stupid ass doc just good just takes that pipeline straight to theaters. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's it sucks. I mean I, I think movies like this any movie has a right to, to exist. But uh you know, movies like this seem like they don't really seem like festival movies, they seem like YouTube videos or yeah you know, like, or like like the loose change video or uh any yeah. any of those uh what are they the zeitgeist videos pop up on like vimeo for 2.99 yeah the the those that's a good place for them like the the internet i mean that's where these types of people <laughs> that's, that that's where that, this, that's, that's where they that's, live that's where this trash belongs <laughs> yeah we're on the internet with the rest of the trash come on exactly so Either way, it was a blunder, and Tribeca came out of it not looking very good. So it's unfortunate, but somebody probably got fired for programming that one. Actually, it seems like that one was probably a group a group effort. I doubt one person made the decision to put that on the roster. <laughs> uh, boy, vaxed. Check it out. Shh, don't, don't. Speaking of which, I got. <laughs> I got an email. This is like slightly off topic, but I got an email about. Did you get an uh, email from their PR? <laughs> no, 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 I didn't actually get anything from them, which is funny. I got I got stuff from most of the films screening this year, but oddly not from Vaxed. I wonder why. Uh, I got an email about this movie that is coming out, and I'm not going to s- get into detail about it. But it was a it was a documentary about how shaken baby syndrome is a myth. What? <laughs> yeah, it was like it exposes the myth of shaken baby syndrome, and I was like, "What? Why would we like? Why is this even a thing? Why don't we just assume that it's not a myth? You know, like yeah, but like you actually invested time, like you were sitting around at one point in time, and you're like, you know what? I bet you this shit's a myth. Grab my camera, let's do this. Yeah, I don't know why I got that email either, and I also got a couple like. Uh, faith-based movies that are coming out. I got emails about those too, and I'm like, do, do, do people not do any research into 
who I am or what we write about on the site. <laughs> Did they not hear our last podcast? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking maybe that's why I started getting these, because they didn't listen to it. They just saw we were talking about it. They're like, and... oh, man. They, <laughs> they, they were knew well enough to check it out with the second one hitting theaters. They must be into it. Yeah. And um, date their email counts. Either way. Uh, so yeah, that that kind of sucks. Uh, Warner Brothers spends millions on reshoots for Suicide Squad. So this came out. This news came out today, and it, all of this news is fairly recent. I didn't want to go back too far in the in the, yeah. in the news. I want to keep it pretty recent. I know we were gone for two weeks. Um, so Warner Brothers announced that they're going to be spending a shitload of money on reshoots for the Suicide Squad because they wanted to make it more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> would that have been what that should have been your goal from the outset right uh yeah you would think so so i guess they saw maybe maybe this has to do with batman v superman not doing so hot i mean it did it made a lot of money but people didn't like it maybe one of the criticisms was that it was way too serious so maybe that's they they were looking at it and they thought well shit we got the Suicide Squad. It's not as fun as what people are hoping. We gotta gotta liven it up a bit. Because from what I understand, that last trailer that came out for Suicide Squad, the one that had the Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. uh, apparently that was like all the funny parts. Like that was all of the energetic and fun parts, and the rest of it was like really dark and grim. <laughs> and they were like, "All right, we gotta do something." Because I guess they the got a lot of really good feedback on that trailer, which was a really good trailer. Uh, but I guess it was misleading because the movie itself was not like that. <clears throat> so now they're going to be doing tons of... Which is, uh, which is funny. I mean, I, I feel like they're really cutting it, cutting it close here. Oh, my favorite thing about <laughs> these, these superhero movies and these Hollywood movies, it just... It, the more and more you read about it, it just seems like they they don't know what they're doing. Like they have no idea how to do movies Certainly anymore. Warner Brothers. <laughs> they just like they just don't know how to do. It. Like, Certainly Warner the Brothers. Stuff they that, have no idea. The stuff that they choose to reboot and the, the you know making movies out of like Where's Waldo and you know you're doing reshoots before the like and the movie's supposed to come out within a little bit of time. It's just it seems like they have no clue whatsoever. Of what they should be doing or how it's supposed to be done. I think I think Disney they they pretty much know what they're doing. Yeah, they the Star do. Wars, yeah, the they Marvel turn, stuff. They just turn that shit out. Yeah, they're a well-oiled machine. Everyone else is just. <laughs> it's like it's like they just they just discovered movies. Yeah, and they have no idea how business works or <laughs> expectations or anything involving humans. I think I think maybe they don't understand the. The modern climate of big blockbuster movies. <laughs> They're making a Where's Waldo movie. <laughs> and they made one. Oh, was that how many years back was that? They tried to make Battleship into a movie. Battleship. Well, they did. They didn't try. They well, did. that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, if you want to go so far as to call that. understand, it was a disaster, but they did do it. <laughs> uh, speaking of Warner Brothers. Batman v Superman drops a record 81% in its second weekend at the box office. Wow. 81%. That is a tremendous drop. And the thing that's even more um, 
unbelievable about that is like nothing came out. Did, like, did anything come out that you would that you could kind of understand that much of a drop? Because you'd be like, oh, you're going to see this instead. Oh, it just sucked. It sucked. The movie sucked, and I think that. You know, it, it bummed me out to see critics almost universally hating a movie and having it do that good because it makes you think like anytime I write a review, there's no point. Like it's just completely futile. Well, yeah, there is, there's no point to it, dude. But you're already, I mean, you're going to, most people have their mind made up. They're going to watch whatever they want to watch. Yeah, and I, and I get I get that it's different for the bigger movies. Like the bigger movies, regardless, you're gonna you're gonna see it. Yeah, and may, maybe reviews are more important for smaller movies where you you don't know much about them or you're on the fence or you're looking you know you made it to Netflix and you're just trying to figure out what you want to watch. I I get that, but I think that the reason for the drop is that it wasn't good and people told their friends don't bother with it or. Uh, with a lot of movies like this, people go see them multiple times. And with this movie, people saw it once and they were like, nope, that's, that's enough for me. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm good. So, yeah. I mean, it still made a ton of money. It made like $500 million in its first weekend. Yeah. Or maybe it's the first week or something. I can't, can't remember the exact uh, numbers. But, yeah, it's made money. definitely not what they projected. Oh, so, okay. Here, uh, the worldwide total is currently five hundred eighty-seven point eight million. Yeah, I mean, still made a lot of money. That's right. <clears throat> but I'll be uh, giving my thoughts on that movie later on in the show. So stay tuned. Spoiler, uh, spoiler. I didn't like it. Uh, let's see. Fan-dependent films starts its spring festival today. We're recording this on Sunday, so uh, if you're not familiar. Fan-dependent films is a it's like an online film festival. Now, full disclosure, uh, Film Pulse is sponsoring the spring season, so we'll be involved with um, promoting it. And it's like a cross promotion thing. They're not we're not paying them. They're not paying us. No money is being exchanged. No, we're just gonna tweet about it every fucking hour. <laughs> uh, no, we're not gonna do that either. Uh, that's what we planned. Uh, so anyway, Independent Films. It's it's an online film festival where uh, what is it every day? Every day, every it's, day. Kind of, it's, every... it's almost like movie. If it, yeah. if you're familiar with movie, the movie will come out, and then I think it does stay on the site for like thirty days or something like that. It stays on for the length of the festival, I think, and then the after the festival is over, the three winners stay on the site permanently. And you can watch all the films for free, and you can vote for uh, films that you think should win, essentially. Yeah, and you're, and, and you're voting with, a, what is it, $3? Yeah, it's something like that. And the money, the, actually a portion of the money goes back to the filmmaker. So you're, you're paying to vote for the films you like, and you're helping support uh, the festival, and you're helping support the, the filmmakers themselves. So it's a cool it's a cool idea and I'm I'm anxious to see I think uh I think I heard that the spring season has 64 films that that are going to be coming out. So and there's yeah. there's some good ones in there. And I got to uh, say right. the 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 last, you know, the winter festival that they had go and it I I don't know the exact number but it seemed like a shit ton of movies that they had in that festival run. 
but uh, a lot of stuff that I haven't really even heard of. Yeah, and a lot of these are, or most of these are American indies that you're seeing, um, and they, I, I think that for their first festival over the winter, I think it was, they got a really decent lineup, and I think that uh, the spring one hopefully will grow even more, so check that out. Uh, you can go to fandependentfilms.com. We'll put a link in the show notes for that and just uh just keep an eye out because the the films are going to start releasing this week and you can, you know, vote for your favorite ones, watch them all for free. It's it's a pretty cool uh it's a pretty cool deal and it's it's all designed to help support uh, independent filmmakers and get the word out about these movies. So, it's a, it's a good cause. So, definitely check it out. Trailers this week. Oh, and as part of uh, what we're going to be doing with that is we're actually going to be reviewing a whole bunch of the the movies, so you can check our site for reviews and you know read read our thoughts on a lot of them that are going to be coming out. Uh, trailers this week. Actually, this is just a, a a number of trailers that came out over the last couple weeks that we didn't talk about. Okay. The Lego Batman movie. Oh boy. Got a teaser. I don't know. What did you see this? No, I didn't. Looks good. I, I don't know. Um, I'm sure it'll be funny. It's the, uh, Will Arnett coming back as the voice of Batman. It's the same, it's the same, you know, animation style as the Lego movie. So it's mixing in the stop motion with the CG. It's just a bummer though, because his Batman was the least interesting thing about that Lego movie. Yeah, that was the thing. Like I, I thought that there were, that he had some funny moments in that. But, but it's just sustaining that for a whole movie. I know. I just, I don't and know. let's be honest, how much more fucking Batman can we take? I can take a lot. Really? You can take more Batman? I'm I'm a pretty big fan of Batman. Sweet so, yeah. Jesus. I can, I can deal with a lot of Batman. There's so much fucking Batman and Spider Man. Jesus Christ. The world's gonna implode. Oh, you're I, I I will agree that and I'm not sure if I just it was that I hated Batman v Superman that much, or that I'm actually starting to feel the kind of uh, the malaise of the superhero movie. Well, you got the T, you got the Gotham TV show, and now you got Lego Batman, you got Batman v Superman, and then you got the, the Suicide Squad coming out, and then you probably got another fucking Batman movie lined up at some point in time, and then there's cartoons for Batman. It's just Batman everywhere, and Spider Man everywhere, and Superman everywhere. It's bat fever. Oh my goodness! Cool it with the bat fever. I like that uh, Michael Sarah is going to be doing the voice of Robin, though. <laughs> that is perfect. I, I'm hoping that for is. like a really timid, <laughs> wimpy Robin. Please. I think it'll be fun. Uh, I'm sure, it will be. I mean, I exactly. I mean, right off the bat, it's going to be fun to watch just for the animation. Yeah, and I think Zach Galifianakis is the Joker. Well, that should be fun. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty excited for it. I think it'll be good. One that I'm not excited about: Deep Water Horizon. Deep what trailer? What's this? Have you seen this? No. Have you seen this? this? Oh my God! It is it. This movie looks unbelievable. Deeply horrible. It's it's based around the Deep Water Horizon disaster. Oh, for fuck's sake! And it stars Mark Wahlberg. And just after we're done recording today, just I'm. Um, Take two minutes, watch the trailer. Uh, I'm watching it now. It is... Un- <laughs> I'm watching it is the- on offshoreengineerdigital.com. 
This is serving the global offshore industry since 1975. Okay, that's why I'm checking out this movie. Oh my god. It is the cheesiest trailer ever. Albert, Kurt Russell, John Malkovich. Gene Rodriguez. I mean, is it good? Yeah, it's, got a good, it's got a good cast, but oh my god. The, tra- the trailer makes it look so cheesy. It's like he's He's getting ready for work. My and his da- <laughs> yeah, and his and his daughter has like some kind of uh, project that she's doing for school, and they, she's talking about how they drill for oil, and it's just oh my god, it's so bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. They just noticed something. They're all gonna. They, yep, they all crowd around the, the thing. Kurt Russell, the like, mud. What's what's that, going on here? That's the mud. That's the mud coming up through as the daughter. Explains it to us. Oh, she's the. Oh my goodness, she's the soda can. Mm-hmm. Damn, her that daughter's smart. Yep. This, they're they're is, giving us a lesson. See, it's a learning opportunity. Why are they doing a, this? Why are they making know. this a movie? It's the same reason they made that Chilean minor documentary or yeah, uh, movie. They're gonna make everything a movie. Everything. Everything's gonna be a movie now. I'm just wondering. The, like as far as the turnaround time, I want it to get to the point where a disaster happens, and two <laughs> days later there's a movie. It comes out that Friday, and then everyone starts thinking, like, are they making the disasters happen because they already have the wonder. movie lined up? And then it becomes the whole thing, wondering. and then that becomes a movie, like the conspiracy. Oh yeah, and like, then everything just starts to like fold in on itself into the world, just completely explodes. Hollywood is is so far out of ideas that they start we just everyone goes insane and no one knows what reality is anymore i'm i'm looking forward to that future (laughs) uh so that's deep water horizon that looks like a train wreck we have men and chicken i'm excited for this one Uh, this is the whatchamacallit one right the The mads Mads mickelson absurdist comedy men and chicken men and chicken uh really excited for this one Mads Mikkelsen looks great in it, and I love that this is going to be, I think, the first time I've seen him since playing Hannibal, so it's, it's like polar opposite, and I can't wait for that. <laughs> uh, Draft House Films is putting this one out. Very excited for that. Uh, Search Party, which is a comedy with T.J. Miller and uh, Thomas Middletech, so it's two of the guys from Silicon Valley. Uh, R-rated comedy looks sort of like The Hangover. Yeah, uh, it could be funny. Both of those guys, I I think are funny. I think T.J. Miller is a good supporting character, but I think that if he's in every single scene, it might be a little too much because he's he's got a very abrasive yeah personality, and he he it might get to be too much. But we'll see. I'll probably check it out. Looks like a VOD contender to me. But uh, and then finally, I wanted to mention a new trailer came out for the Preacher TV series. Oh, this was another teaser, so you don't you don't see a whole lot. But it was one of those deals where it was like real fast cuts of scenes. Yeah, and uh, looks like it's gonna be pretty fantastic. Oh boy, can't wait for that. No really boy. excited. I was worried when they announced it was going to be on AMC because even though AMC. You know, that's where The Walking Dead is, which is a, an insanely violent show. Uh, the Preacher's more about, it has more than just graphic violence. There's everything else about it's graphic, too. There's graphic sex. There's uh, unbelievable amounts of profanity. And a show like that going to cable 
they're limiting themselves in what they can show, even though they can, they can show a lot as far as violence, yeah. uh, nudity and stuff like that. They, they really can't get away with a lot of it, but I think that it's still going to be uh, a good adaptation just... from what I've seen and from what I've heard. A lot of people saw the first couple episodes already. It did screen it. South by Southwest, and people are saying it's great. So, uh oh, nice. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. Uh oh, nice. We're just trying to add something. I don't have much to say about Preacher. I mean, I guess I'll check it out at some point. Oh, you better. That's one of those where I'll I'll let it I'll let it build up to hopefully like three seasons or something, and then just tear through it, power through it. Yeah. Okay. All right. That does it for the news this week. Let's go ahead and jump into our review. We're talking about Baskin. 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 What does Baskin mean in Turkish? Like, do we know? Oh, shit. I did know that. I thought I remembered you telling me. I can't remember. I thought that it came... I thought that it, uh, like, popped up when... Uh, maybe not. Whatever. Uh, this is directed by Can Evernal. I have a synopsis here. A squad of unsuspecting cops goes through a trapdoor to hell when they stumble upon a black mass in an abandoned building. Uh, this is available now on video on demand services. It means raid. Raid. Ah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of a good place to start. Like, a lot of people were saying, like, this is, this is the horror version of the raid. And no. it's... I mean, I I can see why people might say that, because it is literally about a group of cops infiltrating a a building, and most of the movie takes place in that building, but uh, other than that, I'm not really seeing it. They are hardly rating anything. (laughs) It's more so they just, like, carefully walk into... (laughs) They they walk in and get destroyed, is pretty much what what happens in this movie. I was I was kind of I was kind of disappointed with this movie because I thought that from the trailer they made it look like it was going to be like a raid and they were like as they went deeper into the building stuff got crazier and crazier and then they got split up and then each of them had their own like uh, you know experience going into like the depths of hell and stuff and I thought it was going to be just crazy madness the whole time but it's not really uh it didn't really turn out to be that. I mean, it is... I've also read a lot of uh, people comparing it to Hellraiser, which I think that that is a more... Sort of a more apt comparison than The Raid. Yeah. It definitely has that kind of weird... It it's uh, It's this kind of almost surreal horror with people wearing lots of crazy masks and having piercings and just weird creepy stuff that doesn't really make any sense Mm-mm. when you think about it just frogs everywhere oh yeah there's a lot of frogs blood eggs got your blood eggs, eggs full blood lots yeah. of blood in general this is a this is a pretty gory movie oh man and the noises the sounds yeah the uh so much is... squishing yeah so much squishing it's ridiculous that is one thing that this movie has going for it is that the sound is so precise and clear. Like everything makes a noise, and it's just everything is squishy uh, and squishy and ugh. yeah. Oh, it, it's an unsettling movie. I, yeah, I will give it that definitely. Uh, uh so Kevin, huh? What did you think of Baskin? I was, I was, uh, 
Now, the number one thing that I liked about this is I didn't really know anything going in. I remember you talking about it vaguely, like a couple of shows ago. But honestly, I didn't really remember anything that you said. Um, So as I'm watching this thing unfold in front of me, I have absolutely no clue what the hell is going on. (laughs) Yeah. And this movie doesn't help in any way no throughout throughout the film they don't try to make make sense you know and it just keeps getting more bizarre and more bizarre and then after a while i finally just you know i'm just in you know Mm -hmm. just let's okay let's do it i'm i'm here uh it's very unsettling Mm -hmm. like i was saying the, the, the noises the sounds and the visuals the way they put them together is just ugh. It made me queasy a number of yeah, times. It's, yeah, it's uh, if you are if you easily get nauseous over stuff like gore and really really horrific imagery, yeah, want to stay away. I, the the biggest issue for me, and I think this happens a lot with me in horror films, is I was completely on board with everything, and it was again, it was disturbing, it was unsettling. It was kind of freaking me out a little bit when, once they finally all get to the house. And in the and in the place that it kind of kept being that dream after dream after dream where he kept mm-hmm. coming back to the, which was just like really started to fuck with your head a little bit. But towards the end there, once you kind of, you take back the curtain a little bit and they kind of just thrust you in the middle of it. And it's not like hidden in the darkness anymore. It's just yeah. front and center. It yeah. just, it really lost a lot of steam. And it just felt really drawn out at that point. You know, when yes. they're all chained up, like, uh, yes. sweet Jesus. I will, I will totally agree. I liked the, the mystery element of it way more than what happens at the end uh, when they all, well, I don't think it's a spoiler to say it. at one point they all get caught by something. Um, I definitely liked that aspect of it more where they were kind of wandering through the building. You don't know what happened to the other cops. You don't know what's going on. It's just, it's dark. You're seeing weird stuff. You don't know anything about what's happening here. And then you start seeing this really, really intensely creepy, like these, you don't even know if they're human. You don't even know what the hell's going on. Yeah. And all of that stuff, I liked the, you know, the wandering through this, this vacant building. Um, and then like, like you said, once they, you know, turn the lights on, so to speak, it, it kind of turns into, it's almost a different, almost gets into torture porn territory at that point. And it is a bit too drawn out, but (laughs) the thing about that is like, just when you think it can't get any worse, man, it gets worse for these guys. It just it keeps getting yeah. more disturbing, more graphic, and more disgusting. And I gotta say, uh, I, I, to, to, at this point, I still don't really think I have any idea what happened in this movie. Yeah. And and the the ending, there's there's a bit of a twist ending, which I really liked, but I don't understand. <laughs> I don't really get. No. That I don't really understand why that happened. No. I, I liked it. I don't think you ever will either. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's just, it's just a crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah it really starts to not make any sense whatsoever towards the end there with a couple I'm of not, things happening. You're just like, uh, what? Yeah, yeah. What? I'm not entirely sure it's uh, it's supposed to make sense. No, I don't. I don't think it really matters if it does or not. But 
you know, but kind of like you said, it it does get, it feels as though it is kind of torture porn there for a little bit towards the end before it starts getting weird again. And that was, and that's the the portion that I thought was just entirely too drawn out, the whole torture porn. Mm -hmm. It's just like, man, we were doing interesting things. Yeah. Now we're doing lazy shit. Where it's just like, oh, I have a knife now. Like, oh, cool. I've never seen a knife before. I'm going to lick it yeah. slowly. Yeah, never seen someone get stabbed with a knife. Shit, this is new. Yeah, I, I will agree that I think that, that that portion was drawn out. I think that maybe it was designed to amp up the the suspense, you know, a, a bit. Because you knew that terrible, terrible things were about to happen. So they wanted to kind of draw that out to keep you nervous and on the edge of your seat during that that whole time and i will say that the 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 little the little guy that was the i don't know if he was the leader of the whole show or whatever he was was uh he was a creepy motherfucker that guy yeah he was uh good good choice for uh for the bad guy and he had that like weird vest thing that had locks on it and i thought at some point that was gonna come off and it was gonna reveal something even more horrific but sadly, it didn't. <laughs> uh, I think the 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 most disturbing thing for me, well, well, there's a number of things that just kind of freak you out a little bit. Number one, the frogs. That was just weird. Yeah, frogs. Um, <clears throat> but when they first get to the whatever the hell it was the abandoned police station, whatever it was, um, when they first start seeing people or if they are people, who knows? I mean, most of them have, like, duct tape wrapped around their heads for some reason. Or, like, plastic bags. Yeah. And just sweet Jesus when you first see them, like, writhing around. Yeah. It's just like, oh, my God. What? I, the, the first thing I thought was, those are real people, and they shot that. Like, that's that's something that the actors willingly did. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Yeah. This is terrifying. Because a lot of times they showed their mouths open and like that blood and God yeah. knows what else was like all up in their mouths too. It was like, so <laughs> gross. These, these people uh, put a lot of trust in their director. Yeah. They did stuff that I definitely would not do for yeah. the sake of art or, it, you know, for the sake of movie making, I would not be putting that stuff in my mouth. I give a shit how much you pay me. But you were saying that. The, that um, yeah. And that's like when I started, like it was, everything was starting to come together, and I was like, "This is," and, you know. And then they finally find the one police officer, which is creepy and unsettling. And you just and think it, things are gonna ramp the fuck up. Yeah, and they kind of do, but they kind of go, they get ramped up in a very familiar way. Yeah, and I, I feel like they, I feel like they, um, like they showed their hand a little too early. Like I, I would like to see, like I said before. Uh, I thought at one point they were going to like split up and then each of the guys was going to have their own kind of creepy, horrific experience within yeah. the building. And I thought that like each one was going to be different. Like each, each room was a different portal to hell. Like, and it was going to be just this crazy thing. And it really, it's just kind of one thing that happens and they all kind of encounter it at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, I was, I was a little disappointed with that, but the, it does go up to eleven. They do they do ramp it up. Yeah, it gets pretty pretty wild. But it's just, uh, and that was the other portion that I liked about it so much was the how the one cop, you know, little visual clues would pop up and they would end up back either back in the original 
apartment building from the very, very beginning, mm-hmm. you know, like when they're in that dirt tunnel and that picture shows up or how they kept ended up back at the, the restaurant or whatever. That was cool. That yeah. was a really cool visual when he was like running away and he ended up back in the apartment. Yeah. And that's when, that, that you know, that, cool, that kept just like, Whoa. the very first time that that pops up, I was just like, um, what? Like what? Is there like a chunk of the movie missing or like what just happened? Yeah. What the hell is going on in this movie? <laughs> Who the fuck is the kid at the beginning? What happened to that kid? I think the kid's him. The kid is him as a kid. I know, but it's so, everything's so confusing. Yeah. But then again, it all builds up to like, hey, I have a little knife. I'm going to do, I'm going to stab you. I'm going to stab you. (laughs) I'm going to stab you with my little knife. I'm going to stab you with my little knife. He does, and he does stab. Um, He digs around a little bit too, though. I mean, he stabs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's some digging. He stabs and digs. Stabs and digs. But the only thing thing that kind of confused me was the first guy that gets that gets done in. Which number one, I thought he already got done in. I mean, oh yeah, sledgehammer. I don't know how you survived that, but okay, you did. You did. You pulled it off, portly guy. That was yeah. That was confusing to me too because then he lifts up his shirt and he's got yeah. It looked like he was already like (laughs) cut open and then sewed back up. Yeah. Like, he already has... But there's, like, a little piece of uh, his intestines hanging out there? I don't know if that was... Maybe... I'm I don't, just... Yeah, I don't know if that was something that was cut out, or just we had to assume that they were already messing around with him, and we didn't see it happen. Yeah. I guess that's what it was. Like, they they probably messed around, <laughs> did horrible things to him, and we just didn't see it. But they, it's, it's interesting that they took the time to, like, let's sew him back up real quick. Yeah. And then tie him <laughs> up to this pillar. Okay. And then, like, someone, they messed it up when they were sewing them back up. They're like, I still got this little bit that's, like, hanging out. Nah, it's like, we gotta, we gotta, you know, we gotta get this going. We gotta chain them up around these pillars, okay? We're on a time crunch here. Because I yeah. guess the portal of hell is opening. I don't know what hell's doing, though. I don't know what the portal's for. I don't know well, what hell's they doing. They seem to be having a really massive orgy, first of all. Yeah, that was, I don't know if that was, like, an orgy or, like, a feeding frenzy. Yeah, I don't know. I, it seemed or, to be a little bit of both. It was just, it was like, uh, it was horrible, whatever it was. There was another really disturbing and weird thing that happens. I'm not going to say what it was, but it involved one of the, uh, one of the, the female, uh, whatever they were, <laughs> cult people or demons or monsters. And it was just like a, almost like a throw, not a throwaway scene, but it was just a weird like oh the one that all about yeah was are you talking about because this is what it made me ultimately think my first thought was damn that's a quick turnaround yeah yep like that's that's the one it really happens that quickly i guess (laughs) yep that's that's the one but i'm just you know if i wasn't looking at it from where i'm sitting i'm just you know what's hell what's hell doing like what's going on in hell it just all seems kind of pointless I, I don't know. Like they're just writhing around on the floor and stuff. Like, what are you? What's your end game? What are you working towards? Because it doesn't really make any sense to me. And also, if it is hell, like honestly, from us looking at it, you know, I would hate to be one of those people. But they all seem to be like they were having a pretty good time. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know I mean, they I mean? seem to be enjoying themselves. I don't know why, but they're they're into it. It seemed like it. Yeah, I. 
it's a it's a very very strange movie. Yeah, I liked the beginning. I liked the beginning part when they were at the, uh, whatever that house was when the guy had his little freak out in the bathroom. No, yeah. I liked I liked that scene when it was the first kind of dream sequence, nightmare sequence with him and the in the boss and uh, like the blood or whatever that yeah it starts, shit was. it starts like trickling through the wicker yeah no that's shit yeah that was and cool. then when he's underwater and they like the big the hand. giant hands come in it's just like yeah. what the hell is going <laughs> yeah. on in this movie that was a really cool that was a really cool visual and i mean it's such a slow burn too like they take yeah. their time yeah like because it takes a long time until they actually get to this abandoned police station you know whatever the hell it is that the air quote raid that takes place, which again, yeah, it, not a raid. They're just calmly walking into an yeah. abandoned building and just looking at trinkets hanging from the ceiling. Okay, no one is raiding anything. That is correct. There is no raid. They get a call for backup, and they go and they slowly cre- they they do what cops should do. I mean, you don't want to just bust in and run in there. It was a creepy ass place, so they. You know, take their time. They it's completely dark in there too. But also at the same time, if, even if I'm a cop and I'm like, all right, we got these weird ass trinkets just like hanging from the ceiling. It's like a mess of like meat and hair and twine and stuff. And then you had that big one outside that was like an oversized dream catcher. Yeah, you're walking around and you know you find a shit ton of eggs, right? And one of the eggs is just filled with blood. I'd be like, no. It's not really. A, this isn't a police thing, okay? This is yeah. out of our jurisdiction. Like, this is not a police thing. Yeah, that's definitely a red flag. And then once they get into the stairwell, and it looks like it just goes down for for, for eternity, and the two guys are like, "Well, let's we'll go down. We'll go down." I'm like, "Nah, no, don't don't do that." Why would you? I'd be like, "Okay, you clearly we're gonna have to call this in. You have to call every single." police officer like you like you need backup all right at least wait until there's time but there's not even a, a word for what you need because it's not backup you need something else like you need to call the army yeah. the army <laughs> needs to show up you gotta have the police there you have to have the fire department just in case things get out of control at, the, at that point some you just need to de- demolish the building yeah. just demolish yeah, the building yeah, that's the other thing. why you got that just laying around tear that building down see yeah. if you just leave buildings around and let them go to ruin. You know what happens? Hell. Hell ends this up happens. in there. And this is what happens. And there's black mass. And, you know, you got to take care of that shit. Stuff just moves in, takes over. Hell's squatting in your abandoned buildings. Yep. That's what it is. That's how they get here. Mm, take care of it. I just want to know if these people, this this black mass, if they live there or if they... Just attend, <laughs> attend the black mass, and then leave at the end, and just it's go just... to the regular job the next day. Yeah, really. Or do yeah, or do they live? Because that's what I kind of thought too. Is like, do they? I would like to know, like, what does downtime look like in hell? Or is are you are just... you writhing constantly? And you know what I mean. Or do you get to take the plastic bags and duct tape off your head at any point in time and shower? Or are you on the floor twenty four seven? I'm gonna say that's they're just on the floor twenty four seven because the, the the filth and the grime. Yeah, 
you know that that's not from one evening. That's true of of debauchery. That's like that's that was, that was that's awesome. deep. That's pretty thick. Yeah, that was a, that was a streak of days. Yeah, which is writhing filth. But you know, again, you get that's one of those things that you look at after a while, and you're like, well, what's the point of us writhing on the floor in filth? What are we accomplishing? They were in pleasure and pain. Yes, like Hellraiser. <laughs> well, I guess. Uh, all right, Baskin. Baskin. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say if you if you're a fan of the Hellraiser series where it's just really graphic violence, gruesome, gory craziness, I'd say it's worth checking out. I would, yeah. I mean, I would actually say it's not. It's not too bad. I was quite surprised actually. I thought it was gonna be you know an absolute terrible time. <laughs> I was not looking forward to this. But hey, uh, it turned out that it it wasn't awful. Yeah, I'd say it's probably one of the best horror movies I've seen this year. Certainly one of the most uh, interesting, one of the most unique. It's just it, I it, feel it, like I haven't seen a movie like this for a long time. Well, and that's the other thing that it kind of gets. It's a little more disappointing than usual because they do so many good things, so many interesting things that when they do, kind of get stuck in that rut of just drawing out the torture porn. That's just like, oh, you guys were so damn close. I know. You were so close. It was, it was so close to being exactly what I wanted. Yeah. But it just, like, slightly missed the mark on it. So, yeah. But I, I still enjoy it as well. Let's go ahead and give this thing a score. Uh, I'm going to give Baskin a 6 out of 10. Ooh, I'm going to give it... I, I was thinking a 6. I was thinking a 6, 6 and a half. That's what, I was, that's what I'm going to say. 6, 6 and a half. I'm not going to decide on one. Okay. There you go. Make Baskin me. is again playing on VOD platforms now, so you can check it out if you so desire. Again, fair warning, it is out of control, it gory is, and violent, and is, very disturbing. It is not the raid. It is nothing like the raid. Please yeah, do, don't, do, don't, please do, do not, not think that ever. Yes, do not go into it thinking that it is like a horror version of the raid, because that's what I did, and you're setting yourself up for disappointment there so and there's also that whole point too that i didn't even think of like use your guns you got guns let's use them guns a little bit yeah they're really hesitant to use those guns i would just just start firing just blindly fired every room you walk into just fucking just unload like five five or six bullets just as that's your entrance you know just walk into a room and spray Maybe. I don't. I don't think I would make it as a cop. I. I know I would. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Uh, let's talk about some of what we've been watching. Uh, fortunately, even though we were gone for a while, I don't have a whole lot <laughs> to talk about. He was not busy watching movies. I've watched some stuff. Uh, currently, I am watching some Tribeca stuff, and everything is under embargo, uh, so I, I can't you. talk about any of the Tribeca stuff that I've been watching. Uh, but I will. I can say that uh, some stuff's been okay. Uh, but so far, nothing. Nothing's really. Nothing's really grabbing me. Check out Vaxed. Hmm. Check out Vaxed. Uh, no, did not check out Vaxed. I can say what I saw. I just can't give any opinions on it. Uh, I'll, I'll just say that I saw. So far, I just saw Holidays, which is the horror anthology. Oh, okay. And um, which is. Kevin Smith directed one, and there's uh, one directed by Nicholas McCarthy, and it's like all centered around different holidays. So they do Christmas, uh-huh. Halloween, St. Patrick's Day, and each of the stories is 
a holiday. That's that sounds like it could be something. Stay stay tuned for my review. I think that that review will be up April fourteenth. Oh boy! And then I saw Tiger Raid. Tiger Raid is a it's an Israeli or not not an Israeli. I don't know why I said that. Uh, it's a film about two mercenaries in Iraq. Yeah. Um, the one is uh Brennan Gleason's son, not Donald, but oh, the other one. Thank goodness! I thought you were gonna say Donald. No, it's the it's the I can't remember his name right now. But it, he's the one that looks and talks exactly like Brennan Gleason. Oh, okay. But it's about these two mercenaries who have a job that they have to kidnap somebody, and it just uh, goes terribly, terribly wrong. Uh, all right. I'll start it off just for the hell of it. I saw Midnight Special. Midnight Special? Yeah. You actually got to see this. I did. Mm. We did didn't didn't it go wide this week? <laughs> we, we're not getting it. I thought it went wide. It probably did, but we we didn't get it. I mean, we have those. I have. I am flush. Yeah, God's not dead I'm flush with fucking faith-based movies right now. There's a number <laughs> that I could go see. Midnight Special. I cannot see that one. Uh, that's a shame because this is really good. Uh, it's, so this is directed by Jeff Nichols, and I already knew. I knew I was probably going to like it going into it because I'm pretty sure I liked everything that Jeff Nichols has done. Um, you know, some some more than others. I think probably take take shelter is still my favorite of his. But yeah, I liked Mud and I liked Shotgun Stories as well. Uh, so this is basically about a kid who has superpowers, and Michael Shannon plays his father, and he's trying to get him to safety uh, because of reasons that I don't want to get into because of possible spoilers. Yeah. Uh, but if you are a fan of the old Amblin films, E.T., Starman, it's definitely got a Starman vibe to it as well, you'll, you'll like this. It's not a typical like superhero movie. There's not lots of action. It's very, very subdued. Uh, it's exactly what you might expect from a Jeff Nichols film. It's just, you know, it has more special effects, certainly, than his other movies. But it, it looks great. Uh, I loved Michael Shannon's character, and Joel Edgerton was awesome in it, even though he plays a very, like, kind of quiet, reserved character. He was, he was awesome in it. Uh, Adam Driver's in it for a little bit. He plays sort of the comic relief a little bit, but he was great in it as well. Uh, same with Sam Shepard. Sam Shepard actually plays kind of a bad guy. Okay. And uh, it's... Definitely recommend checking this one out. It's well worth well worth a look. I um I liked it a lot. I and I'm I just wanted to update you because I originally said that as a joke, like I'm flush with faith based movies. So I had to mm-hmm. check just to see how many are playing right now. We have three. I have the chance to see Risen, Miracles from Heaven, or God's Not Dead Two. Oh God, Midnight Special. I cannot see that one. Oh my God. But the interesting thing is, is that. Apparently, we're getting Hardcore Henry, which they misspelled with a T in between the N and the R for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) So we are getting that one, but not Uh, Midnight Special. I don't... It's so bizarre. Well, Hardcore Henry, I think, is getting a wide release. But it's just so weird, like, what they decide to pick uh, as as the wide releases that we get. Yeah. I don't know, because it's the same movie theater that I was able to see Killer Joe. 
which is, you know, if you're going to have NC-17 movies, you would think that you would get all the wide releases. But yeah, you just pick and choose. Well, me, I don't know. It's it's possible the Midnight yeah. Special didn't go wide. It's I could be wrong about that. I don't know. I just know that it seemed like everyone else was watching it. And I was just sitting sad on my sofa. Like, what, what I mean? Why can't I see it? But instead, I watched The Martian. Uh-oh. So, yeah. A little Ridley, a little Ridley Scott <laughs> action. Ridley Scott. Um, so you love The Martian? Um, the Martian is fucking pointless. This is a pointless goddamn movie. I don't know why the hell this is a movie. Was it the comedy event of 2015? I mean, they try. They try so hard to make this shit funny. Because, you know, it's just Matt Damon and Mars just trying to make it. And, you know, he's talking into a variety of cameras, like doing this like daily blog thing. I guess so you know for when the next group of uh, astronauts get there I guess they can you know learn what he did and how he made it and that's where like all the comedy comes from is you know it's him like I'm gonna have to science the shit out of this it's like ha that's something an astronaut would say and then you know he blows himself up and of course he sits down immediately he's like yeah blew myself up and then like the only music he has is one of the astronauts left behind their 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 music, which is all disco music. So it's just him continuously making disco digs. Uh, like, ah, disco music. You your taste in music sucks. It's just like this is stupid. This is so fucking dumb. Number one, you're it's a Hollywood movie. So right off the bat, you know the guy's getting fucking saved. You know they're not gonna have a, a you know multi million dollar Hollywood movie end with him dying and imploding in space you know, with his face just, like, peeling apart and whatnot. That's not going to happen. You know, he's getting saved, and he's going to come home. So, with that being said, it's this thing is over two hours long. They just, it is just exposition, exposition, exposition. And it's mostly just him talking to cameras of what he's doing and making little jokes about it, little quips. And then the stuff back on Earth is them trying to figure out how the hell do we get this guy back home. Mm. And it's just like this is this this is the most uncinematic thing I've ever seen. Outside of some like cool special, you know, the the look of Mars in your space shots. You're like, oh, that's kind of nice. But other than that, you just want it to be over. I don't I don't understand. I don't know why people like this. Is this on Netflix now? It's it's out on DVD. Oh, okay. Wasted DVD last thing. <laughs> um, speaking of Netflix. I saw Pee-wee's Big Holiday. Oh, boy. Yeah, this one came out. Didn't like it. Uh-oh. Nah, didn't like it. Uh, I was never the biggest fan of Pee-wee to begin with. I mean, I, I liked him as a kid. I liked the show. Going back as an adult, when, when Adult Swim was playing uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse, it just didn't, didn't really hold up for me. I still like Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Uh, but this this movie, it just felt like it was just too late it was just too late there were some funny parts in it um particularly uh what's his name from magic mike joe manglinano he played himself in it and he became like best friends with peewee and every time peewee tried to say his name he messed it up so he was like joe manglinano and it was just i don't know that that part made me laugh every time (laughs) and i just like the fact because so Pee-wee would have these dream sequences where 
he would fall asleep and then he would dream that him and Joe Manglinano were like riding horses together and they and they would only speak in Spanish in his dreams. And I thought that was funny too. So there was this kind of, you know, goofy, almost absurdist quality to the movie, but for the most part, I just uh, didn't find it that funny or entertaining. I just it didn't really do it for me. Basically the the plot is that Pee-wee is leaving his his little town and heading off to to the big cities going to New York for to attend Joe Manglinano's birthday party. Yeah. And it's just him on a road trip. So it's a road trip movie, but the problem was it felt a lot like Joe Dirt to me. You know, where he meets these kind of weird colorful people along the way, but they just weren't that funny. Like he meets this traveling salesman who sells uh gift shop merchandise to like tourist traps around the country. <laughs> And it just, uh, it just wasn't great. Mm. And also, and Paul Rubens is, uh, granted, he still looks like Pee-wee. Like, he still has the look, but he doesn't really sound like Pee-wee anymore. Like, his voice has changed over the years. Mm. And he, so he doesn't really, he can't really do the Pee-wee voice anymore. But, well, it, it is what it is. That's kind of the whole thing. Yeah. Pee-wee uh, So it was a little disappointing. Mm. But you can watch Pee Wee's Big Holiday now on Netflix. It's available. You did. Um, I watched one that wasn't. It was. It was good, but not good. Uh, and that's Spotlight. Ooh, Spotlight. I guess I'm. I guess I was catching up on my Oscar picks on these Oscar movies. So this is the one that won Best Picture, right? Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah. I don't know why I did that. That was a terrible choice. Um, it's 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 good movie, but I mean. Almost all of that stems from the fact that it's a very engaging story. Yeah. Like, you can pretty much do anything you want with this besides, you know, hiring the worst actors in the world. You know, you have some big names here. They do a serviceable enough job. Actually, I was kind of irritated with Mark Ruffalo's, uh, his performance. His yeah. He, what, I don't know what the hell he was doing. He was, he, yeah, he was a, he definitely. He's trying to, too hard. He just yeah, seemed he like was, he was really trying hard. My guess is that the real person that that's based on is a bit of a character. Well, that that's the thing that's that's odd to me is like it irritated me, and I'm thinking this is a terrible performance. But who the hell knows? I, maybe he did, a, you know, the perfect impression of that well, guy. See, that like, that was what I thought he, because he he acts in a very specific way in that movie, and I I have to imagine that the real person is yeah. But that, even that's how they act and talk. But even then, there's still a part of me that's like I don't I don't know. Like I can I, I can I can see it too easily. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. are projecting acting, yeah, entirely yeah. too. And especially when everyone else is kind of playing it low key, and then you have him just like you know. I just kept hearing John Lovitz the entire time. Every time it's acting, <laughs> it's like oh my god. Mm. But uh, I mean the. And a lot of people were just kind of talking about McCarthy's, um, you know, there's not that much style to this movie. It's really no style. It's just kind of straightforward. But honestly, what the hell did you expect we got to do with the storyline? Well, yeah, I've said said this before. It's basically the whole thing just takes place in offices. Like, it's just people talking and trying to figure out what's going on. Like, just talking through events. Yeah. So it's not like there's... A, a lot of opportunity to, and to you be also, showing. Yeah, and another thing is you also have to, number one, you can't overdo it because it's just, it's not going to look right because like you said, it's 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 offices. It's just people yeah. sitting around talking. 
you know, and typing on computers and whatnot. Um, and then number two, the the subject matter at hand, you don't want to be flashy. Yeah, when exactly. It would come off as disrespectful in that. Yeah. But I mean, it's the interesting thing that I did see is there's there's a number of montage sequences in this, you know, when they're just going around and interviewing people and whatnot, or they're doing their research and everything. And I thought it was interesting that it seemed like he was trying, you could tell within those those moments that he was trying to throw a little a little flair in there with his you know his uh his framing choices and you know the tracking shots of people entering buildings and and stuff is he tried to find little little holes where he could get something in there so i I didn't think it was overly drab yeah but i mean it's it's decent it's decent i liked it quite a bit i wouldn't say that it was the best movie of the year, my favorite movie of the year by any means, but yeah. I, I liked it. It's just, I mean, and it's one of those things too. It's like, it, it doesn't really need to be a movie. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it doesn't need to be one. I mean, it makes yeah. a decent one. Does, because, does anything need to be a movie though? No, but I mean, do a little creativity and whatnot, but this is kind of like, Oh, it's a article that we made into a movie. <laughs> like why, why are we doing that now? Let's stop. Making I, I, I like those types of movies to begin with, those kind of like investigative journalism type movies. So I was I was definitely on board with it. Yeah. Uh all right, that's spotlight. I'm sure you can see that now on a variety of you can also ways. get that on DVD. Came, get that came on in the mail. DVD. Put it right in my mailbox. Uh let's see. I saw Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Oh shit, foreshadowing. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, so yeah, I pretty much hated this movie. I went into it with fairly low expectations and those expectations were too high, clearly, because I walked out of it and I was like, what did I just see? It is, I'm not going to get too, too into it, but there is a litany of issues I had with this movie. The major one being that it felt (laughs) like it was at least two or three movies crammed together into one, uh, completely incoherent disjointed mess i don't understand how this movie was they watched it they watched you know the final cut and they were like this is it this is it we got it guys because it's a fucking mess it's it's a complete like i the whole time i was just flabbergasted at what i was watching on screen and there were i was in a pretty full theater i didn't see this opening weekend or anything like that i waited a few days and but the theater was you know still pretty full and people in the audience were audibly laughing at just how ridiculous some aspects of this movie were they were laughing Mm. it's it's really 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 disappointing because again huge fan of batman and i think that they could have done something really interesting and really cool with you know this whole batman versus superman concept and they just they squandered it i'd say one of the best parts is wonder woman which was a big surprise because i didn't think i had no expectations at all for uh gal gadot as wonder woman and that was uh that was like one of the one of the best parts when when she comes in into it but again i don't know if she even needed to be there i don't know why she was there that was the big problem is that i had no idea what the motivations were for any of these people except for batman and that's kind of the sad thing is, is there's really not a motivation outside of, hey, we had to set up for that other movie. 
which yeah. is, which seems kind of like the problem with most of these now is like they're so busy setting up all the other movies that they have planned or you know in the pipeline that they forget that they should make like an actual good movie just for right then yeah. and there but they're just like whoa we got we're setting it up for this one and then we're setting yeah it up for they this one it's just going to be a standalone but then it's also gonna be, it's like oh my god you guys are getting way too far ahead of yourselves it's it's like they wanted to fast track the justice league movie and they were like okay well we don't have enough time to give each of these characters their own movies to set this big story up so let's just try to cram in as much as we can with this one yeah and i mean you do, like you have you see aquaman you see cyborg you see the flash you see all of them in this movie now granted uh all of those other characters are in they're literally <laughs> And this is, I don't think this is, maybe a mild spoiler. There's a scene where Gal Gadot infiltrates Lex Luthor's computer and finds these file folders that have the logos of each of the Justice League members. And she opens them up and there's videos of each one of them. And that's like the introduction to each one of them. Now, first of all, this, may, this is a nitpick, but I have a million nitpicks with this movie. So it, they, they culminate. Uh, if these characters are not even established yet, like the video they show of, of the Flash, like he's not even the Flash. He's just a fast guy. So he's like, how would he already have a logo? <laughs> like, why, why, why would he have a logo already if he's not even the Flash yet? Yeah. It's just, it's ridiculous. And, and uh, I, the, I don't know, how do, you, how do you stumble across Aquaman? Uh, well, the, the video was like, a, it was like a found footage video of some guys doing some work underwater like working on a pipeline or something and he like emerge <laughs> he he like emerges from a cave and stabs him with this with his or his trident i mean damn aquaman i was hoping uh, it was just gonna be like him on like a like a leather futon just talking with some fish <laughs> <laughs> just relaxes it's a long day he's just hanging out he's like uh, he's like on the phone with one of his bros yeah totally totally banged that chick from last night dude <laughs> uh, him with the Miller Light, <laughs> Miller High Life. <laughs> um, Ben Affleck, I liked as Batman. I thought that he he did a good job. The problem was the dialogue was so atrocious that it that it made it seem like he wasn't doing a great job. Yeah, but I think that he is he's a solid Batman, and I I really hope that this doesn't tarnish him playing that role because I would love to see him direct a standalone Batman movie and be in it. Cause I think he, he, he was really good in this. Um, and I like the look of the suit and everything too. And they actually justified the bat voice, you know, the Batman voice, the, <laughs> they, yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> they justified that. Like they explained that and everything. So I thought that was a nice, nice little touch. Um, so it wasn't all bad. There wasn't, I didn't hate a hundred percent of it. There was one fight scene with Batman that I thought was awesome and probably the best part of the entire movie. Uh, I hated Lex Luthor. I thought that he was terribly miscast and Jesse Eisenberg, uh, did not do a good job. And I didn't believe that that was Lex Luthor, even though supposedly he's not supposed to be the, like the Lex Luthor that we know from the other Superman movies and all of that in the comics. He's Lex Luthor's son. Oh, okay. Alexander. He's all, he is also called Lex, but 
and that's why the character is different, but I still thought that it wasn't a good choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, those are my very brief thoughts on Batman v Superman. Pretty much hated it. Um, extremely disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a, a ten out of tenner. Oh, ten out of tenner on the Hulu Plus. There, it's uh, a report on the party and guests from 1966. Jan Nemec's um, kind of uh, critique of communism. This is a Czech New Wave film. And this is, number one, um, it's like just an hour long. It's like a little over an hour, right? Critique of communism, he brings up so many things. And the way that, that he houses all of this is just people out for a picnic and then they kind of get accosted by these, these strangers, but accosted in like a friendly way. But you can tell that it's kind of menacing and threatening. Um, and then, you know, they start to conform and everything. And then they're invited to this dinner party. And then things go on from there. Just the way that he houses all of this and the way that he's able to, to, to bring it across to the viewer is uh, it's quite impressive. And I mean, to pack all that into an hour, really, and to keep it funny and light where it doesn't feel like heavy handed or preachy or anything along those lines, you know, I mean, it, damn, it's... It's quite impressive. And it's it's an hour. It's just an hour. You just breeze through it. It's just an hour. It's just an hour. You just breeze through this thing, right? Just sit down and enjoy yourself. Watch it. Hmm. I gotta I gotta uh, check out more Jan Nemec stuff. I mean he's he's another director that just I think he passed away like last week or the week before or something. Oh, that sucked. Yeah, and it, that's the shitty thing is that I'm finally getting around to seeing these directors because they're dying. That's what's finally pushing me. It's hmm. a bummer. Yeah. What are you going to do? I saw a crappy found footage movie called They're Watching. I've never heard you say that before. <laughs> this is directed by Jay Lender and Micah Wright. I thought that I thought the 2016 was the end of it. Like, I thought that we weren't going to... And granted, there haven't been a whole lot of them, but hmm. somehow one made it to my, made it to my desk. Uh, and this one is... It, so it's supposed to be set up like one of those house, not flipping, but like uh, okay, renovating shows. Yeah, yeah. Where this girl, uh, this 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 girl and her, I think it's her. I can't remember if it's her boyfriend or her husband. They buy this cottage in Moldova, and then the the crew of the show goes back six months later to check in and see how the renovations turned out, and. Sure. They start to encounter the locals, and things start to get a little bit weird, and they believe that maybe the locals are out to kill them. Uh, one thing that I will say about this movie is the the last, like, you know, most of these found footage movies are slow burn, slow burn, slow burn, weak payoff. Like, that's pretty much the formula. Uh, the With this one, the last 10 minutes are out of control. They just, they're like, you know what? We're just going to go balls to the wall with this one. And it is like nothing that I expected at all. It is insane. Uh, the problem is they, they bit off way more than they could chew. The special effects are horrendous. And I mean, it, it looks like, um, like one of those sci-fi originals. It's, it's just really bad. It's like after effects work to the max on this one. Uh, but that being said, I, I like the effort. I applaud them for the effort. Uh, overall, though, 
uh, it's just your typical found footage garbage. It's not funny. It's supposed to be kind of like a horror comedy, I think, but it's not really funny. All the characters are unlikable, and you don't give two shits about them from the beginning. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just I can't recommend this. We'll have a full review for this up on the site if you're interested. Okay. Uh, a couple of quick things to go over. Uh, I There's th- I three reviews up for short films that were on No Budge recently. Yeah, so you you're cracking it out. I th- hey, I was able to write three reviews. That was kind of weird. Um, and out of those three, I would because uh, it's Psycho Pump. Um, some of us have been threatening our friend Colby and the tourist. If you, if you're interested in checking them out, I would I would highly recommend the tourist and Psycho Pump. Uh, some of us have been threatening our friend Colby. Not so much. I wouldn't really recommend that one. Um, the tourist is actually man, it looks good. Did you get a chance to check that out? Uh, no, I did not get a chance to check. Uh, that's a bummer. Is I'll try it... to watch it today. I, I have time today. I think I'm going to go see Everybody Wants Some today. But Oh, oh boy. Are you going to be... You're probably going to love that. <laughs> probably. Oh, well, here's just the thing. Me, like, everyone just fucking loves Linklater, man. I know, I know, I know. Um, here's the thing about that one. I, I, it's, the trailers do not make it look good. It does not look good to me. But... Uh, Critics are loving it. It's got like an eighty-six percent or something. Yeah. It's, but it, doesn't it, it? Isn't there a point, a, a part of you that's just like, well, maybe I instead I should just watch like a David Wayne movie or something. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. It just doesn't. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Who Linkletter? Yeah, just well, a bizarre choice that everyone's gonna fucking love. Everyone's gonna gush fuck the shit out of that movie. Well, maybe I don't know. <laughs> we'll we'll see after I after I check it out. Anyway, I don't remember where we where we were. <laughs> but uh, the one of the because I give you recommendations for no budge. Uh, another oh. recommendation is if you and I don't know if we talked about this or not, but Festival Scope has a, a, a different version of their website that's available to everyone. Yes, yeah, I didn't. I wanted to mention that, and I when it came out, but I didn't. I forgot. And, you know, they, they do collections of films occasionally, and they'll do some festivals, and they'll usually put up, like, five or six films selected from there. Um, and it's either, you know, ones like, I think, like, four pounds or something, or four euros, something along those lines. Or they might be free, but you have to get, like, a voucher for it, that type of thing. Um, and recently they did the new director's new films series. Oh, okay. So they have that up right now. A number of them are already sold out, unfortunately. So you're going to miss out on them. There's still a couple that are available. And I would just, because I've seen a number of them, and two that I would suggest if you're looking to do it is The Park and We All Love the Seashore. Those are two that I would highly recommend. The other ones that I watched were kind of eh. Yeah, if you go to festivalscope.com, it's, they now have... Because before they would, it was only available to uh, professionals, people in the industry. Uh, but now it's available to everyone. It's a different version, and I, uh, I have not looked at the selection, but apparently you have. Yeah, they occasionally, occasionally get some good stuff on there. You know. Do you know how much the like regular user, like the cost is for that? Uh, it's it's like an a la carte. So you're just, oh. you know, you're just paying for one movie. And that's why I said, like, occasionally some of the collections, each film is like, it's four euros or oh, okay. the okay. collections are all free. Like the, the one for the new directors, new films, they're all free. 
but it's just there's like a limited number of like vouchers to see them. I you got you. I mean? Yes. I think they do like 200 tickets or something like that. Oh, that's so cool. you get, check, you get check. Yeah, you get your voucher and then you can you kind of reserved your space to watch that movie at some point. Oh, okay. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, check out festivalscope.com. They have uh, all kinds of stuff and we uh just, we've, been, we've been members of that site for a long time. It just it keeps adding. There's so many places to go now between oh, the yeah. bunch and movie yeah. and the original festival scope and the new festival scope because the for us there's actually surprisingly not that much overlap between the right yeah there's almost no overlap and then you got your hulu and your netflix and your jeez oh my god it's a lot it's a lot <laughs> so many times just overrun with choices one one thing i also wanted to mention at the top of the show and i forgot is that the letterboxd app is now out for ios devices and it is a really good app mm. so if you have uh, an iphone check out the letterboxd app it's awesome uh the only other one that i'll mention is a film called the corpse of anna fritz this is a spanish horror film uh from director hector hernandez vicens uh it's not great it's short which it's thankfully thankfully it is short it's only 76 minutes long but basically, it's about uh, these three guys, one of one of whom works in a hospital morgue. Uh, there's a very famous uh, actress by the name of Anna Fritz who dies and um, ends up in this morgue that he works at. So he decides that he wants to show his friends the corpse of Anna Fritz, hence the title, and they have sex with it. And then she wakes up. What? And it's just about, you know, what do they do? Do they, you know, what? help her? Do they leave her? Do they kill her? What? What, sh- what should they do in this situation? It's kind of a containment thriller, actually, because they're basically the whole movie takes place in this morgue. And, you know, it's, uh, it's just not very good. I didn't like it at all. There's just nothing, there's just nothing to it. I mean, every, everything that I told you is exactly what happens, and it's just not... It's just not interesting. I mean, when you want to talk about movies that don't need to be made, this is it right here. This is yeah, like... that's that, that's a when you know when someone came up with that idea, someone should have just been like, no. At first, it reminded me yeah. of that really really disturbing film. I think it was called Dead Girl. Oh, I remember you telling me about that one. Where these two friends find this woman like, like a chained zombie up. woman or something. Yeah, uh, it sort of reminded me of that. This this movie's actually less disturbing than that one. I didn't like that one either. But this one's actually less disturbing. But it's, I mean, it's still, you're dealing with necrophilia and possible rape. Eh, it's kind of a gray area, really, because they thought she was dead, but she was alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, don't, I, don't I think you're into, it, like, into a worse, like a, a worse territory than, yeah. like, you've created that rape into, like, something... That really shouldn't exist at all. It's not something that should be thought about. Yeah. Uh, either way, this is available on VOD, I believe. It's just not uh, not very good. So that's, uh, that's pretty much all I have. That's all I got, too. I'm done. I will mention, if you haven't seen the second season of Daredevil on Netflix, highly recommend it. Oh, yeah. I am a huge fan of The Punisher, and he's He's awesome in it. Uh, the guy that plays the Punisher from uh, Walking Dead, I think his name's John Barendahl. He was in Wolf of Wall Street. Mm, okay, uh, he, he's, 
he's awesome as the Punisher. I think that was a really good choice to make him the Punisher. And, you know, Daredevil is kind of a, it's a superhero show, but it's also kind of a courtroom show as well. So to bring the Punisher into something of a courtroom drama is something that sounds ridiculous, but actually the way that they do it, it, it works. And this this season is way bloodier. It is so much more violent than the last season. I mean, mostly because the Punisher's in it. And they they do not hold back. I mean, it is, it's intense. And the it's way, way more action-packed. There is a lot of action. Electra's in it too, but I don't really like that character that much to begin with. But Punisher is awesome in it. The third episode is a particular highlight. It reminds me of the this the fight scene in old in old boy, the hallway fight. Oh, okay. Where it just goes on forever and it just never lets up and it is so long and it's like a single single take shot and it's just oh man, it is awesome. But yeah, pretty much love the second season of Daredevil, so definitely worth a look. All right, let's talk about some predictions. Now, since we were off for two weeks, we didn't predict anything. But uh, next week, I guess we can just kind of go over some of the um, current ratings, Rotten Tomato ratings of these newer movies. Batman v Superman currently has a 29%. Uh, <laughs> a Allegiant, Allegiant, which we never talked about, that has a 12 Ooh. Yeah. That Miracles from Heaven movie that you mentioned has a 49, or 48, sorry. Uh, God's Not Dead 2 has a 14. What? And that's uh, pretty much all there is to mention. Everybody wants some. Oh, that's got a 90 now. Okay. Up to a 90. Jeez. And that Hank Williams biopic, I Saw the Light, has a 16. Oh. <laughs> and that horror film Darling that we wanted to watch, but is not available, uh, it has an 81. Damn it. And Francophenia has a 90. Damn it. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. We'll see those. At some point in time. Hopefully. Next week, got uh, one that I'm particularly excited for, and that's The Boss. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not excited for The Boss at all. What do you oh. think about The Boss? Uh, looks like the same movie. Looks like a classic Melissa McCarthy joint. I know. She's so funny, though. She, she is. Keep, but they keep making movies out of, like, the unfunny portion of her shtick. Like, I like it more when she's just the weird, awkward person. It's really bizarre. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say like a 38. 38? All right. I'll say, uh, I'll say 48 on that one. Hardcore Henry. Uh, I, I wish they just there. kept it. I wish they kept it as hardcore. There's, there's it. Hentry. <laughs> Hentry or Hentry. Hentry. Mm. Hardcore Hentry. It's not like you said hardcore entry, which sounds like a... Uh, <laughs> it's a whole nother Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm hopeful for this one. I think it looks really interesting. So I'm going to say 78. Mm, I'd say 64. Are you going to be checking that one out? I just... I think, you know, we kind of talked about it before. Can you keep that going? Keep the momentum going without yeah, sure. making half the audience vomit? Yeah. Just, I don't I don't know. But I'm interested to see if they can do it. Yeah. Uh, we also have Demolition. This is the one with Jake Gyllenhaal that I think looks terrible. About a guy who loses his wife and then he just starts uh, taking things apart. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he like loses his wife and then he just starts this weird compulsion where he's like, just takes stuff apart. Like he takes apart his fridge and 
takes apart a bathroom stall. If that's a real thing, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. This is from the guy that did Dallas Buyers Club. Didn't yes, you know it is. Yeah. yeah. Which I liked a lot. It's all right. This sounds, doesn't sound good. No, what are you thinking on demolition? Thinking 44. I'll say 52 on that one. In limited release, we have The Invitation, which uh, I think we could both safely recommend checking out. Mr. Right. Mr. Right. I don't know Mr. what that Wright. is. Generic. Like generic a, there's title. two. I just typed it in. There's two, and they're both 2015. I don't know which oh, one is which. This is the, yeah, this is the one with um, Sam Kendrick. Rockwell and Anna Kendrick, where he's like a hitman, where, he's uh, hit, yeah. where he only... We yeah. talked about it before. Yeah. He only kills. Uh, he kills the people that hire him. Is this? Yep. Okay. It's Max Landis. I just just saw the poster. I'm like Max Landis. It's got to be, and it is. Yes, it is. It is. Mm. Uh, Louder than bombs. That's the one with Jesse Eisenberg. Um, I'm actually. It finally comes out. Yeah. I'm hearing about that movie for like four years, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one more time. That's with the uh, Christopher Walken and Amber Heard. Uh, I don't really like that. Uh, I, I saw a trailer for that. It doesn't really not really doing it for me. Uh, Neon Bull, uh, High Strung, which is a dance movie. If you see the trailer for this, it looks unbelievably horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I yes, we will not be covering it. Uh-huh. It looks so bad. Uh, that's pretty much it. I'm just ch- just. Checking through here to see if there's anything else of note, but uh, not not really. On VOD next week, we have The Masked Saint, Curveball. Those are both on Tuesday. And then Friday, we have One More Time, Havana Motor Club, and DK. Mm. Yeah, mm. Kind, of a, kind of a weak lineup weak. for VOD next week. Uh, Blu-ray next week. Got a big one, Star Wars. Episode 7. Oh, boy. The Force Awakens. Got like 50 oh, different man. versions of this one coming oh, out. There's like a steel book. And all, there's like three ver- four versions that's, that I see here on Blu-ray.com. That's insane. And it's just going to get worse and worse. You know, after a couple of years, they're going to come out with another version. Oh, of course, yeah. Like two more versions. Well, and then they got to come out with like the, the box set that has all of them. Yeah. Then the Diamond Edition. It's been 10 years since it came out. Yeah, but uh, that's the way it's been for a long time since DVD was a thing. Uh, we also have The Hollow, or The Hallow. Okay. Uh, decent creature feature. I would recommend it. It's a solid, solid horror movie. Uh, Arrow Video is putting out Your Vice is a Locked Room and Only I Have the Key from 1972. I would check, definitely check that out. I saw that for the first not, time not too long ago. That's on Fandor, ago. Right? That's on Fandor. It is on Fandor, yeah. Also, The Black Cat from 1981, which I believe is also on Fandor. Arrow's putting that out, too. Uh, got a re-release of Prefontaine on Blu-ray. <laughs> oh. Oh, boy. Prefontaine. About time. Mm. Uh, hashtag Horror, which I did not like. That's the one with Chloe Savini. It's kind of a, a satirical take on youth and the uh, no, internet-obsessed culture that we have these days it's it doesn't really work for me mm, let's see tumble down that's the one with allison brie and jason sudeikis oh wait no sorry is it the... no sorry jessica hall and jason sudeikis for some reason i get them mixed up 
Uh, that's pretty much it. It's pretty much okay. it. All right. Any, we have anything on the Criterion front? Zero. Zero Criterions. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Mm. They probably just wanted to back off from Star Wars. That's right. Just... There's not. There's really not a whole lot <clears throat> coming out next week. Probably because of Star Wars. But and then um, speaking of Fandor, I don't know. If you probably know, but Shantel uh, uh, Ackerman's last film came out on Fandor this past or this weekend. No and home then, movie. Yeah, and then in June they're getting the the Hong Sang Soo right now. Wrong then, which I've been hearing about for God knows how long. Fandor's picking up everything. Picking it up, man. They they're uh, getting a little bit of everything too. That's what I love. It's so there's. The range of what they have is ridiculous. Uh, if you live in New York, No Home Movie is playing in theaters here as well. See, look at that. You get the, the day, day. Wow. Fandor doing its thing. <laughs> doing its thing. Doing its thing. All right. Well, I think that that is going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can send us your questions and topics to podcast at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net and at filmpulsekevin. And if you have a minute, take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash filmpulse, and consider helping us out by becoming a subscriber. For Kevin Rakestraw, my name's Adam Patterson, and we'll see you next week. Bye.